This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie's here. Co-host and driver extraordinaire David Malukas joins us once again. David, how was your day? Uh, my day was good. Uh, we It was pretty busy. Uh, got a lot of things done today. Uh, went to the shop. A lot of fr- uh, well mechanics came back from vacation, so we all practiced on pit stop practices. Uh, and it went very well. We all kind of just clicked right away. The first stop was actually like amazing. So we were kind of like, all right, let's back it up. We're done. We're good. Everything's great. Um, but, you know, it was a really good time. We, um, yeah, probably some break stops, got to see everybody again. So it was a very good day. Frenchie, how is engaged life? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I got engaged like, when was that? 10 days ago, 12 days ago. So it doesn't really feel yeah, that different. I meant to say something. <laughs> what wait really yeah i proposed my like girlfriend of almost six years uh january 7th oh my god congratulations thanks you said you said that like like just so like mellow like yeah you know just casually yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i meant to say something like six episodes ago because we've recorded a bunch in the last two weeks and every time i forgot so i i had like a like a computer screen post-it note pop up five minutes ago that said uh, like a little reminder so without that i probably would have forgotten again but yeah so congrats how's how's uh wedding planning and all that fun stuff so far i have not been that involved with that yet i mean we have like a wedding event planner i think is the extent of what we've done so far so hopefully that person will basically just be paid to do everything that we don't want to do yeah I fondly remember those days, and by fondly, I mean I'm glad I'm way past it. Anyway, I'll have to hopefully deal with that again one day, but let's talk race cars. We've got Thermal Club coming up now in, what, just uh, just a little over two weeks or under two weeks? So I'm, I'm curious, have you gotten any, like, simulator or iRacing or something practice of, like, anything to expect before you drive up into Thermal Club in, in two weeks or fly up to Thermal Club? Um, I, yeah, I've gone on R factor. I obviously can't do thermal, but I'm just kind of doing anything I can really just on my own yeah. simulator. I did want to get into the Honda sim, but with the timing of everything, I don't think we're, we're going to be able to get a day before thermal. So unfortunately I'm kind of going to be going in empty handed. Um, but, uh, this is also a plus, I mean, that's kind of the point of thermals to get back to knowing how to like drive a car and like how to shift and hit pedals and, I don't. I I feel so clueless. I mean, I really hope this muscle memory kicks in because, man, it's been a long time since I've touched an Indy car. So yeah, I mean, even on the normal roads, like you know, it's just crazy. I it's been a long time. 
do you feel like it is, I guess, going to be fun? Or is it like, are you looking at it as something that you're kind of nervous about to go to thermal? Like, are you anticipating it in like a good way or? No, it's definitely all good. I, I mean, the stress isn't really going to kick in until St. Pete, I think. But uh, I'm, no, I'm really excited to finally get back in the car and to stop overthinking this whole situation. Because uh, I always do that when, you know, when you don't know something, you overthink it, you try to come to a, a, to a conclusion. So I'm speaking at like 3000 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, so I, I I'm honestly very excited. I just wanted to to get going and get back into a car and just tell myself that yeah, I can still drive. So you know, you we're we're in mid January here, second part of January at this point versus last year. Other than the obvious, you know, I have a year of IndyCar experience. How different does this off season feel versus last off season? Well, last off season, I actually got some testing in. <laughs> true, um, true. Uh, but I don't. I mean, I mean, this time I've been able to actually work out on the things that I know I need to work out. Um, last year was kind of just guessing on on what things I needed to work on, but now this year, going into it, I know exactly what I need, which is kind of just ninety percent neck and then ten percent everything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, and other than that, I've been able to communicate a lot more with the engineers uh, and the mechanics. We've been able to come up with different ideas um, and talk to each other and kind of come up with conclusions and build off of things that we already know. When last year was kind of just very like that awkward, you know, like, I don't know you, but hi, like, we're going to have to get really friendly with each other. And I'm going to see you for literally and live with you for an entire month in Indianapolis. So, yeah. So it was, was kind of like that situation last year. But this yeah. year, it's kind of like, hey, bro. And then we have our special handshake. So it's like, you know, we've already we're at that next step. So I kind of like I said this the other day. It feels like the start of racing season like to me is like the reverse of back to school. Like instead of being off all summer, you're off all winter and you see people you haven't seen and I mean it's the same thing like in the media center. It's like you catch up with people you you haven't seen for a while or you know don't see very often and it's it's exciting. It's like you can I can see the light at the end of the tunnel finally. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like uh you're it's like an almost like an entire like other world it's like an entire different version of you it's yeah. like there's two of you it's like you, you know you're hannah montana and then you're miley cyrus <laughs> <laughs> that's just how okay. i feel All you right. know at the racetrack it's just so different and then off season happens and it's like whoa i feel a completely different person we have our episode title hannah montana versus <laughs> yeah I don't think I spelled that right, but anyway, go ahead, Frenchie. I, I kind of like the way you're looking at that. Just like you have this separate identity uh, during the racing season. Cause it definitely feels <laughs> that way a little bit for, for even myself and probably host, but um, I don't know. Are you, is there really a lack of free time when you get into the season? Like, are you dreading? Like we, we were just talking about before we kind of started recording that, there's this little balance, I guess, between how much free time you have, which is nice to do nothing for a little bit, but then maybe when you're getting busy, do you feel like you're going to miss it? You know, are you talking about like in season when it gets really busy and kind of chaotic? Yeah. Like right now we're all three of us are kind of like, Oh, ready for the season to get started. But then I feel like, I don't know, maybe July or something. will be like, Oh my God, I, I could do with like a weekend off or something, especially you. 
Yeah, but the, what the problem is, I feel like anybody that's in racing, they all have like a massive addiction and how addictions <laughs> go. Like, you know, yeah, you can overdo it. And it's like, okay, wow, like we've been back to back to back to back. Like this is getting pretty intense. I would love a break. But at least from my end, I know is like I get a break for, let's say, I don't know, one weekend off, right? We don't race. And immediately I'll just be like, man, I am so ready to get back into it, you know, and just getting that adrenaline rush and, and all that. And this off season has been very, very long for me. Like this is normally off seasons to me feel quite short and quick, but for some reason this year has been very long. As soon as Laguna ended, I was like, wow, finally I could take a break. This is awesome. Off season time. And literally the, the next week, like I was going through a depression stage. I'm like, I can't, there's like no, no racing forever. <laughs> like, so it, yeah, it's, uh, although I'll be like, man, I need a break. I know like one weekend later and I'm going to be wanting to go back to my addiction. Yeah, I agree with that. It's after last year, I was like, ah, I can't wait. I'm tired. I need sleep. I don't want to travel. And I'm not doing the Rolex this next year because I'm always exhausted. And look where we are now. I'm you know, looking at my travel plans as we speak for next week. So I get it. But yeah, kind of looking at thir- like a little bit more on thermal. So is, is the intention to go in and not worry about necessarily lap times or outright pace but you know check off a bunch of test as many testing boxes as humanly possible in was it two days or three days two days i think two days so is it just let's get through the checklist see where we are and then maybe you'll have a sebring day before saint pete yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know if we'll do a Sebring day, depending on what, what we want and our objectives, because there is a few different changes and I think things that we need to work on according to last year with tire models, etc. cetera. But um, going to thermal, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, my brain just completely farted. What was the question again? <laughs> Sorry, we, we went from thermal to, to yeah, I, I, I just got lost. That's okay. I do I do that at least every episode. I just edit it out so nobody knows. Yeah. No, I get it. When you're when you're looking at kind of the the plan for thermal where it's, you know, a track that has, you know, a gazillion different layouts and isn't even used on the seat, you know, at least won't be used in the 2023 season. Are you just and I'm sure most teams are approaching it in a way like, "Hey, we have, you know, 20 things we need to check off in the next 2 days. Let's go through these." We don't care about necessarily lap times or pace or et cetera. We don't care if we're first, but, you know, just get a feel, you know, get back in the swing of things. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember my question. So, yeah, at the start, we're definitely going to work on basic things and making sure that I still know how to drive a car and getting back up to speed as (laughs) as quickly as possible. Um, But, yeah, once we get that out of the way, I mean, we we already have a checklist of many things that we want to try. Um, since you know it's literally just these last two days and then we're just kind of like straight into the season so a lot of things we need to try but yeah it's going to be depends on how quick i feel like i can get back up to speed and kind of get to a consistent pace to where then we can start working on changes because if you start doing changes too 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 early and i still am kind of learning the track here and there and the lap time is going to going up and down i'm trying different lines there's many different conclusions and then the information i'm going to give to the to the crew for these changes is going to be very inaccurate and we might just go the wrong way. So it really just depends on how quick I can kind of get up to speed. So you talked about getting back into the swing of things with your team, but I wanted to ask how often or 
I guess, yeah. Do you talk to Dale a lot? Or he feels like the most reclusive guy ever. I mean, he probably talks to you, but I just feel like during the off season, he just goes and hides or something. And I don't know, works on his businesses or I don't know what he does, but you really don't hear from him like at all, at least in terms of media. So I'm hoping you do. And you like hang out with him or something. Uh, no, to be honest, it's pretty accurate. I mean, it's a, he'll like go on these like disappearing episodes where I, I mean, I cannot, no i mean i don't think anybody really can can get into contact with him for like two weeks um but with me i think i do have like a little bit more of a priority um but recently i mean the last couple of times i've called he has picked up but yeah not much hanging out going on of course we had you know our like christmas party with the team and stuff so we did you know we were there uh, but yeah when it comes to just like everyday things it is a bit tough to get a hold of him but i mean he, he does have other businesses and you know he's busy wanted to ask about a couple personnel changes we'll talk about stingray in a minute but you have a new engineer this year i'm I, there's no chance i get his last name right so we're just gonna go with alex and i know he's <laughs> stepping up and i will i will link the autosport or yeah autosport article in the show notes in the morning because there's no ch- i'm not even going to attempt this one so what can you tell us about you know alex getting kind of stepping up to the plate here and getting promoted for you know as your engineer this year Alex, man, Alex is such an awesome, lovely guy. Uh, so obviously, I already know Alex very, very well. He was my assistant engineer for last season. And going into this one, he's going to be my main. And he's incredible. I mean, he's very intelligent. He came into into the team last season, and he kind of caught on real quick. I mean, it was I'd say that the first two or three races, he was definitely more on like the, the quiet side, wasn't really saying much. But I mean, I after like the the fourth race, he started giving you know options and opinions on which way to go, and every single time it was just like, yeah, wow, that was amazing. That was also amazing. That this guy's actually really wow. This guy's incredible. Um, so I'm actually really excited going into this season. I think you know, although the change with you know with Ross and everything, of course, he was really good friends, and you know things go whichever way, you know. I think this is still going to be really good for us. And the, the the relationship that me and Alex have is fantastic. I mean, really the whole team. So Alex, amazing guy, super intelligent, definitely a lot smarter than me. And he's putting me where I need to be. He is incredible. And I am very excited for this next season. I think uh, he's going to come up with some really good ideas. Does it help from you know his perspective that he was in, you know, the role below his current role at least last year so it's not you know it's not a new team to him it's not a new driver to him it's it's just a little bit more responsibility i i'm I'm guessing at least on that last part yeah i mean there's definitely a lot more things that he has on his plate but he was able to observe off of ross and i think he was able to learn off of it very easily and i mean like i said last season he was the assistant so he knows everything and he'll get onto it really quickly and easily i mean he's already He's already been there. He's been the one in control the past, you know, couple months, and it's everything's running like butter. So he's uh, he's definitely going to be a, a very good. Nice. I guess I wanted to ask just about that Takuma announcement because we ha- we didn't really cover that in one of our other episodes. Is now he's going to be officially in the Ganassi car on the ovals, um, and just given how epic both of you guys were at the 500, especially last year. Um, what do you see him doing in a Ganassi car, which, cause all what four of them were so dominant last year and, and then just throw him into the mix. I mean, it sounds like a huge threat to me. 
Uh, yeah, that's going to be very scary. Although Ganassi did kind of like smoke everybody last year. And normally when you do that, when you smoke everybody, I feel like a little bit too much. Everybody really focuses on getting a better car True. for the 500. So hopefully everybody just gets a lot closer to them and they don't smoke everybody for another season. But um, yeah, I mean, if it's similar to how it was last year, I mean, knowing Takuma, I mean, he beat me in qualifying. And it's literally just because... We, you know, we had very similar setups and my car had a wiggle and I almost, I, and I pulled out because I was like, I am not hitting this wall. And Takuma just stayed flat, hit the wall. And, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> he deserves it. I'm not, I'm not. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. I'm not hitting any walls, so... Uh, he's going to be very dangerous. He is so good on an oval, and he taught me so much last season, and a lot of respect to him. I mean, all the races that we did on ovals, all the success we had, I, I learned so much from him. So him and a Ganassi car are going to be very scary, but at the same time, like the DCR car was also very good. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but I'm really happy for him. I kind of knew it was going to happen as soon as we lost Armstrong. I kind of saw that because uh, I knew Takuma was only going to do ovals. So, I mean that Armstrong deal was really going to work well to, to trade out. So speaking of drivers, you now have Stingray Rob as your 2023 teammate, who I know you're familiar with from the road to Indy days. And everybody knows him as the tall kid with the really cool name. And I'm sure, you know, probably 600 times this year I'll hear, is that your real name? So for everybody listening, what is Stingray like as a driver that maybe gets overlooked in in the road to Indy? Well, that's going to be a little bit of a tough question because we the most time that I actually drove this thing was in go karts. We okay so were yeah, it has been a while. Um, I mean, we did intertwine a little bit going through the road to Indy series, but we were always on different different steps and and all, kind of almost close to each other. But I never could really, I never really properly raced against him and, and saw any sort of data we were never really in the same team previously uh, but knowing from my past experiences i know he's very very talented very very good he wouldn't be where he is without it uh so i'm very excited going to next season having him as a teammate i think we're going to work very well with each other actually youngest youngest duo i yeah. think of the the field right yeah, yeah. so yeah we're going to come in with you know the the nice young guns we're going to 
Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I mean, I don't want to say anything because I know Kastrov is very against that. Anytime he does like yeah. a, <laughs> any sort of interview or anything, he's always like these young guys. Like I'm gonna show him. So I always just I don't want to say anything. He's that, he's gonna, he scares me. <laughs> Fair. What what can you know? We'll call this the youth movement. What can the youth movement show these uh, wily old guys running around the paddock still? Well, uh, you know how the saying goes, when when you're young, you take risks. So, I mean, we're going to be taking a lot of risks. And, you know, well, I know the car and everything is going to be very quick. We're going to be very good. Uh, I mean, Stingray might take some time to, to get used to, to IndyCar and, you know, that whole setup. Because, I, I mean, at least it did for me. Or he'll be straight to it. But I know that once we both get into the rhythm of things, we'll work very well with each other. And, yeah, we'll be taking some some risks here and there the necessary risks but you know like right on the right on the limit we're gonna like professional risks so uh and yeah i mean maybe hopefully surprise some people you seem like somebody who gets along with pretty much all your teammates just because you're like pretty easygoing guy but does this change the team dynamic at all just having someone who's like obviously takuma was kind of the leader i would say of the team just given that he had been in the series for so long where there's like where you're the leader now basically because you have more experience i would say so how, how does that change things or, you know, does that make things a little more competitive or is it weird at all? Uh, I mean, to an extent, yeah. I mean, it's definitely changed a little bit. Uh, but with even with Takuma, although he was, yes, he was the leader when it came to Honda Sim and get, kind of getting any sort of like basic setup on the car. But I mean, once the, the weekend started, we definitely really went our own ways and we kind of just worked with each other. So, I mean, I don't think there's going to be, you know, this car is, is the leader, this one, I think... You know, yes, uh, I do definitely have more experience. So he's going to be, you know, taking more information, making sure like, I mean, everything's going to be new to him. So he's going to be taking a lot off of kind of what I did last season. But, you know, I, I mean, even to me, I still feel very new. It is only my second season. Yeah. And so I definitely wouldn't call myself like a veteran. Uh, Fair. But, but uh, I don't know. I just think it's going to work really well uh, now that it's just going to be, you know, just two young guns. It's going to be re- really interesting. That's going to be the biggest change because before, you know, Takuma was like, you know the 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 father of the group and then (laughs) i'm like the little son but now it's going to be like just just two bros kicking it back trying to you know both prove something so i think it'll be fun so i have i have two questions i feel like uh you guys probably don't know god i forget his name now the guy who used to go always go i have two questions in the media center but he hasn't been around in a couple years at this point i've heard of it gunther or something like that some some german guy i forget now everybody's going to tease me because I forgot his name. But first off, is are you putting any kind of pressure on yourself as the one with IndyCar experience before the season starts? Mm, um, I, I guess, I mean, maybe a little bit, but I, not too bad. I... I don't know, I definitely want to put some sort of pressure on myself to, you know, to keep pushing and, you know, to, to keep getting results. But at the same time, I don't want to overdo it. And then, you know, you get one bad race or one bad session and then you overthink it. And then, oh, no, this is it. This is the end. Short term. Oh, I'm, I'm a one hit single. And, and, and then it, it goes spirals down from there. Um, but no, I think, yeah, definitely a little bit of pressure, but not, not too much. Honestly, I am feel so comfortable, really good team, good atmosphere. I'm excited to go back to racing and a good teammate. I think it's just going to be a lot of smiles for me for next season. I like it. So on that note, I've read online a couple places. Oh, Stingray, you only did one year of Indy Lights. Uh, I don't know if he's ready, blah, blah, blah. Is that kind of notion of they only did one year of 
you know, Indie Lights or, I'm sorry, Indie NXT. Yeah. Is that kind of blown out of proportion and, and we should look at the overall body of somebody's kind of work before they get to IndyCar and not just the last year? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it, when I went up through through the ranks, my whole process was to move up as soon as possible. I mean, I did half a season of USF 2000 and then went up to, to Indy Pro. Uh, and it's just kind of just been because going up through the ranks as early as possible, I think, you know, I'm being surrounded by people who are a lot older, a lot more mature, doing a lot smarter moves. And then I'm coming in like a little, you know, dummy at the time. And, you know, you, I get to learn off of them. You know, I, I learned so much. I remember Indy Pro season, I jumped up so early and I was racing against Askew and VK. And I learned so much following at, at that time. Those guys were veterans to me. I was like, wow. Like, I mean, the moves that they were doing. So going up through the ranks, I was moved up early and maybe, you know, it's, you, you don't look great because, you know, it's, it's always a first season. And then you go into the next one, it's another first season and everything's so new. But I think that's the best way for me to go through. And to look just back at somebody's previous season, I think, doesn't give it any justice. I mean, you look at my first season, Indy Lights, and it was not very good, like, at all. And then, you know, I jump into any car, and then everybody would give me the same criticism. But, uh, I, I, I don't think that's a fair claim. I think it's you have to look at all the history. And you never know. I mean, IndyCar is such a different car from Indy uh, Next. or and uh, We need a new name. Yes, we're gonna. And, you know what? We're gonna go with Indy Lights. Yeah, Indy. So yeah, let's just do Indy Lights because that's what you know. That's what, when I was there. That's what it was called. So to go off of somebody's previous, you know, the Indy Lights car is so different to an Indy car, and driving styles could be preferred to a different car, anyways. So you know, if somebody's not successful in lights, they could be very successful in Indy car. Definitely not a fair claim to go off the person's last season. I guess just to kind of close out for me, I feel like we have to make this a tradition is I need some more recs for stuff to watch or listen to that you've gotten into in this kind of last little bit of off season. Because <laughs> oh. I feel like once yeah, the season I'm... starts, it's not going to be as much. I'm not going to be able to, I have to like hoard this stuff. So it's when I have free time. Yeah, that's true. Well, obviously the new last of us episode came oh, yeah, out on HBO that. Max. Okay. That was, was it good. It is very good. Like very, very, it's an exact like kind of replica of the video game, but I mean, I, I was still crying. I mean, it's it's amazing, um, <laughs> and it also has like a little bit of like creepy horror. Not really, not really horror, but like creepy to it, you know, because like it's like suspense. the zombies. Yeah, very suspenseful. Yeah, um, maybe a few jump scares. Yeah, um, White Lotus, very good for dark humor. If you're into dark humor, White Lotus is very good. Um, what channel I mean, is yeah, that, or what service that's, is that on? That's also on HBO. Okay. Yeah, HBO. And yeah, those are only the two new ones, really, I've been watching. Um, if you're into Star Wars, you got the new Andor, Andor um, on Disney, but that was, I don't know. So yeah, new stuff, that's it. I, I've kind of been going back to watching Suits. That's kind of been my thing. It's really good. Yeah, I'm on season eight right now. Let's just not get into Megan Markle right now. Busy making money. All right. I need to download that song. That's a good one. Yeah. Very good. I forgot how disappointing that show gets. Like the season after Mike is in, in like the whole like jail, him being in jail thing. That was oh, like spoilers, my least favorite spoilers part. To people that oh, haven't yeah. seen it. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Damn, spoiler Listen, alert. if you haven't seen it by now, <laughs> too damn bad. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't seen White Lotus or Last of Us, but I really do White- want to watch Last of Us. Last of Us is good. There's only one episode out right now, but very, very good. And White Lotus is good. You should definitely watch it. It's pretty funny. Very, It's like dark humor, very blunt. I, I love it. It's great. 
it sounds like right up i mean frenchy like both of our alleys so it's great i'm intrigued definitely should watch it should yeah. try how was uh hawaii was that where oh were? yes yeah my mom surprised the family with a trip to hawaii very nice awesome. i did not care about canceling my plans after that that was i was like <laughs> uh, yeah let's go <laughs> uh yeah hawaii never disappoints i think that was our third third time there uh last time i was there i think it was 2017 18 wow that feels like it was yesterday but that was actually a pretty long time ago uh, but yeah, no, very, very good time. You know, there's just so much, so many things you could do in Hawaii. You obviously can go to the beach, you could get a tan, but then you could go up to the mountains, go mountain biking, do crazy jumps. I did crazy jumps until I fell and like cut my leg a little bit. And I was like, okay, I have to like race in a few weeks. So I was like, <laughs> maybe we should calm down a little bit. Uh, but my dad was still doing the jumps. He fell and he just kept going. He's crazy. Uh, so we were having a good time. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many things you could do. You could go kite surfing normal surfing and the food there is amazing like such good food we went we saw whales i mean they were doing like tricks because it was like in mating season so they were doing like cool tricks and everything to try to show off oh, to impress and then each there other. was just us humans yeah 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 yeah. and then us humans were just like whoa look like the whale is doing cool stuff so it was yeah it was jumping and making noises and like flapping its tail about i was like whoa this is so cool <laughs> it was amazing i loved it hawaii if if you can go there i highly recommend it is such a beautiful place i would love to i have not been but i would love to me neither yeah it's time let's take a pit lane parlay uh trip to hawaii we have the budget for that right yeah totally if, uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to donate money to that we will uh we will graciously accept all donations and tips and bribes and whatever you can be a co-host for an episode if you pay for the you can be the co-host for a year if you pay for our for our trip and i i say that because nobody's actually going to do that that sounds like a really good offer to be honest (laughs) yeah you get to deal with me for a year Hmm, I, i don't know about that one no that's a great experience yeah it teaches you a lot about being patient when i forget things and I text Frenchie oh, last on, minute, like, like take, we have three interviews this week. I know, yeah. I know. Just Thank blush you. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but nobody can see that I'm <laughs> blushing, so it's not as fun. So, and I don't know if I have anything else. I, I have nothing else written down here, but if you were to add an oval, there's a kind of, let me let me rephrase that question. The Nashville track might be going away after this year because yeah, they're you know, blowing up the stadium and uh, you know putting in a new one in. There's Nashville Super Speedway, which I don't know if you're familiar with, is about 40 minutes outside of Nashville, I think. So my, my question is, do you think keeping that Nashville market and fan base is important that while there's this construction going on for at least... 2024 and 2025 that they should find you know either somewhere else in nashville downtown or maybe the oval there or both yeah i i think so i mean yes the nashville track has its you know has its cons and driving wise it is very you know it's not it's pretty rough i mean like yeah the bridge whole area but i mean at the end of the day when it comes to viewership and the fans there you know, to me, a race really depends on how the fan engagement is. And Nashville was very, very good. Crazy. It was awesome. And obviously, it's Nashville. So, 
other things that we have to do as drivers. It's always fun and interesting. So I really enjoyed it. And, you know, after the racetrack, I'm in Nashville. So I I think staying in the Nashville market is a very good idea. I think, you know, we got there and it's been doing very well. And hearing about that, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they do somewhere else in the city 40 minutes out. I don't know how the 40 minute deal is going to work, how many people are actually still going to do that and go, but definitely should stay in the Nashville market. It is uh, is a lot of fun. And I mean, the track there was, it is fun. It's just bumpy. If it's, if there's no bumps, it's great. I think it's fine. Fair enough. Frenchie, you got anything else? I'm just looking at what the Nashville super speedway track looks like uh, just to see if we would end up somewhere like that. I mean, I guess they used to go there in the IRL last time was 2008 Scott yeah, Dixon it's been a while. Three in a row, 2006, 2007, and 2008. Sounds about right. Yeah, uh, it's what 1.3 miles, so it's yeah short oval. I don't know. It could be that could it's be cool, cool too, I guess. But like you said, it's the whole atmosphere of the Nashville race and the chaotic part of it is kind of now baked in. So we'll have yeah. to see what happens. But um, yeah, it's weird news to to get right now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of knew about it. Even, I think, I don't know if it was when we were in Nashville last summer or right afterwards, but it had been talked about for a while. And I mean, I don't I don't really care one way or the other, but I think if you go to the Oval, you're going to lose that, like, party atmosphere that mm-hmm. you get on the city course, which which would be a bummer. And I'm not, not saying you definitely lose it, but it's less likely in Nashville, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unknown territory, because uh, this kind of situation hasn't really happened, but I, yeah. that's what I'm thinking is that if you do the Nashville Speedway, I don't think you're going to get that true like Nashville experience that we have right now. Agreed. I did hear Chicagoland Speedway is actually not being bulldozed though, so your home track, kind of, I guess it would be like maybe there's a possibility Ooh. it's hosting something pretty soon. I think it's like a a Supercross competition i really i really want indycar to come to chicago yeah if it's if it's a street street, circuit if it's this if it's the speedway anything i just i want them to come to chicago we're gonna do a massive hmd bar and grill deal for sure 100 percent. i yeah that would be awesome i would love that i guess that could replace nashville i mean a little biased i guess but you know uh, that's what second biggest city in the U.S. or third biggest? I don't know. Yeah, it's it. W- it would be a smash shit. I can already yeah. tell you right now. It'd be it would <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be so good. You heard it here. I'm in. Sign me up. All right. Well, David, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again at some point right before the season, and it's right around the corner. So everybody, get excited. Tune into the roar before the 24 this weekend for Rolex stuff and. We'll see you all in Florida next week. Well, I'll see at least Frenchie next week. And uh, everybody, have a lovely weekend of racing. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.